All right, welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm your show host, Maxim Seguin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, a company that is on a mission to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, and reduce their risk of chronic illnesses by 2033 and a million by 2050. I believe that having a fit, healthy body in mind is the foundation to living an incredible life, and this is what little show will give you if you choose to listen and implement. Enjoy the episode and have a great day. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I am joined by a Fit Vegan superstar, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Maxim? Good. You like the title, superstar? I mean, it's a good one. Just <laughs> I, it it can only go downhill from here at this point. <laughs> so. We've set the bar high. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm excited for us to chat because we connected maybe like a few months ago through through Rip Plan Strong, um, yeah. and then you decided to kind of join our program. So definitely going to talk a little bit about kind of your journey and how it kind of it's been in the program and kind of what you've been seeing. But first, let's dive into like the origin source. Like, what made you want to go vegan originally? Oh man. Well, I, I, if I and can, how long I'll has it be been? Yeah, so I've been I've been vegan um, slash plant strong slash whole food plant based whatever name you want to give it I I honestly don't care I'm I do call myself a proud vegan when it comes to to eating um, yeah uh, fifteen years I've been vegan nice so I I jokingly say I was I became vegan before Beyonce became vegan you know before before it became cool and now it's not cool and then it becomes cool again I don't I don't know. Um, but if I could back up just even several years prior to, to that, um, and just give a little background on my, my yeah, own health journey. And, and, um, so I grew up in Ohio and I'm the youngest of five and I'm the only girl. So I have four older brothers and, uh, and then, and then I came along and so busy household, uh, lots of activity. I was always athletic, you know, into sports, um, super tomboy, just because I had four big brothers. And so it, I wasn't the one playing with Barbies. I mean, yeah. just lots of, I mean, I was, I was on the football field with, with all the guys. And uh, so I've always been a very athletic person. Um, but as I got older and became, you know, teenager, high school, college, I actually became pretty overweight and sedentary. I mean, I, I played sports in high school, up through high school, I played field hockey and played basketball and, and, but, but like beyond just what I did on the field or on the court, uh, that was it. And so my diet was terrible. I mean, just abysmal, super fast food diet, uh, in high school, I was, that's when I started to drink beer and, you know, you're just doing all that stuff. And you don't like, of course I wasn't associating weight yeah. and health and longevity and how I wanted to be in my twenties or thirties or fifties or whatever. Um, but then I, uh, I just started to have like some, some health issues and it was mostly like mental health and some depression, uh, I was, I, I knew that in my mid twenties, cause I was still in Ohio at this point that I just did not like the person that I was becoming both physically and emotionally. I was, um, kind of an angrier person and just, uh, I, I, my disposition changed and, and I've always prided myself on being upbeat and funny and humorous, but I was just becoming, um, bitter 
and resentful. And again, I wasn't really a, appreciating that that might have something to do with like my, my self-esteem. I just thought that the world was out to get me. But um, I ended up moving to Austin, Texas when I was 25 to take a job. And that changed everything for me um, because I came to Austin. And one of the first things that I remember was looking around and we have this beautiful, beautiful trail system right in the middle of downtown, uh, gorgeous lake. And, and I remember walking around and sticking out like a sore thumb because I was like, does everyone exercise in this city? I mean, the trail, <laughs> and it was I like heard. a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was packed. And I was like, there must be a 5K or something going on because uh, everyone's yeah. out. And and I knew like right away that like this, this town, uh, which is now a big city, but at the time, 25 years ago, this town is, is going to do something to me. And so I really felt like that was a rebirth in many ways. And you know, to, to shorten the story, I did end up joining some running groups here in Austin. And then I joined a triathlon group here in Austin and, um, and the, the rest really writes itself because now the health and fitness industry has become my career. And the, the, um, the transition to whole food plant-based happened, uh, serendipitously, I would say in 2009, I was heavy into running and triathlon, as I still am. Um, and I was, I had done an Ironman. I had done multiple half Ironmans. I had done many marathons. And so I was a, a, a tried and true endurance athlete who prided myself on being quote unquote healthy. Well, I, I went to get my annual exam and blood draw and all the things. And my cholesterol came back as um, almost 300, the total cholesterol. And my yeah. LDL, um, which most of us know is like the, the, the bad uh, LDL was really elevated. And my doctor at the time, my general practitioner here in Austin, uh, he actually said at the time, have you ever thought of becoming more vegetarian or eating a more plant-based? He probably didn't say plant-based, but it, I, I remember him saying vegetarian diet because I remember the wall just went right up and I was like, oh no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's, that's, uh, I'm not here to get that advice from you. Just like, uh, and he, he was great. And I mean, what doctor says that now I look back and I'm like, wow, everyone should have that doctor. Um, yeah. But, Especially back then too. Yes. I mean, 15 years ago, and he, and he actually said, you know, like, I can put you on a statin. I don't want to because of your activity levels and things like that. Like, I could easily put you on a statin, but, you know, I, I encourage you to make some changes in your diet in order to see what, see what happens. Um, and I was still resistant, Max. I was just like, yeah, 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 whatever. I live in Austin. We eat barbecue and queso and... My, yeah, my weight had gotten places better. places to go vegan. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right in the heart of Texas. Imagine that. Well, as now we all know, there was also this other guy in Austin, Texas, this firefighter guy named Rip Esselstyn, uh, who, who was also a professional triathlete, who was writing the book, um, The Engine 2 Diet. And The Engine 2 Diet came out in 2009, about the same time that, that this was all happening in my world. And so I got a copy of his book and we, we, he and I knew a lot of the same people through the, through the athletic community, but he and I did not know each other. And, um, 
I was a huge fan as soon as I read the book and I thought, let me do this. Let me just try the engine two diet. I'm going to do it for Lent. Okay. Like good Catholic girl. I can do this for 40 days or whatever. And no joke in that 40 days that I did the engine two plan, which is essentially a strict plant-based diet. Um, my cholesterol dropped 60 points, uh, and my weight dropped about 10 pounds. And a couple of months after that, I did my second Ironman and shaved uh, about 45 minutes off of my total time um, wow. from from the previous one. And I just thought, like, what more do I need? What what proof do I need? What other proof do I need that things are trending in the right direction? And so that is my origin story of, of how I became plant-based. And it was really, I have Rip Esselstyn and his work to thank for that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And out of all places to go vegan, Austin was the place, which is very <laughs> yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got its like, you know, Austin, Texas obviously has its stereotypes of, you know. Yeah, uh, but so many vegans are there. Like, yeah, a lot of the big vegan doctors are there now. Like a lot of friends that we have in common live there. So I think there's a big mm-hmm. vegan community now. It is. Austin is certainly different than than a lot of Texas, and I do think that there's a lot of op- more a lot more open minds here. Um, restaurants certainly cater to uh, a plant based diet. There are certainly some really great places. Um, some of are some of them healthier than others, of course. Um, and, yeah. and but yet, like I never have trouble finding uh, food for me anywhere I go. Really. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm happy we get to kind of uncover the 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 origin story. Yeah. So, I was you and I met through kind of me jumping on Rip's podcast, and we sort of have a conversation from there. And so, I'm curious, like, what made you want to look into in, into working with us, and then we'll kind of dive into your journey. Sure. Yeah, um, great question. Uh, so, I'm also at a time in my life and in my personal um, journey, my personal health journey, where uh, I just turned 50 this, uh, well, last year, I'll be, fi- I'll be 51 this year. And, um, we all know what that means being a woman. It is a very transitional period in our lives. And I am trying to educate myself constantly on, on not how can I defy age? Cause I don't want to do that. Like I, I, I don't want to turn the clock back. I don't want to you know, I don't want to get mad if I can't P, a PR a 5K anymore. Like, I, I'm not living for that. What I am living yeah. for is like, how can I set myself up for the best future, Carrie? And and future-proof myself, you know, I, I don't care if I don't PR a 5K again. Like, that is not important to me. But what is important to me is like, how, how can I set myself up for the best possible future, Carrie? And from a health span and a longevity span and really like sort of not bulletproof myself for disease necessarily because there, there are no guarantees. And and I don't think that there's a panacea to any of that. I don't think that there is one answer that's going to solve all of that, but like, I just really want to go into my fifties, sixties and beyond feeling strong, feeling sturdy. And there are a lot of programs out there, Maxim, as you know, <laughs> the internet yeah. is flooded with, with programs on getting strong and building muscle. And, but 
what intrigued me about yours is a um, getting to know you personally is is uh, I think important because um, your story is is a good one and and uh, it is a, an authentic one and whether or not behind the scenes you're laughing because you're like, ha ha ha, we have the world fooled. I believe what you say when you say, I want to help people. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> it's for real because I had a call with my life coach this morning and I was still crying about some of the trauma from going through the cancer journey. So it's yeah. very, it's very, very real. Yeah. And I, and I believe that. And, and so I think, first of all, that was important to me because you are an authentic human being. Um, the other thing that was important to me is, A, you are coming at this from a whole food plant-based perspective in mm. saying that you can change your body composition. You can build lean muscle on a whole food plant-based diet. And guess what? We're not going to starve you. And also we don't want you, we want you to try to avoid becoming crazy obsessed with macros and perfection. Like these are all triggers for me and a lot of people. Um, yeah. because I did come from a background where I was very overweight. And so, um, when I hear things about like trying to control macro counts or even calorie counting, like I just, I have to go away from that because yeah. I truly believe that a whole food plant-based diet provides everything that I need if I do it correctly, uh, provided that yeah. I do it correctly. And then provided that I start to build in some of these strength programs that you offer and these strength, um, regimes or it, it's that's, so that's, it was a big package for me, um, to, to buy into, to all of it. And, um, I'm talking a lot, but I don't want to miss the point of, the other thing that's also really what I have found good about it so far is uh, it's these are different movements that I'm used to doing. Um, so I love to lift heavy, no question. I do love to do bench press. I love to do deadlift. Um, if I could ever do it correctly without my back hurting, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, these are these are things that you haven't prescribed yet. But like I also love to back squat. I, I like the heavy lifts. Um, yeah. But I also, what, what I haven't, hadn't really been doing is just some of the, um, some of the other exercises and you can talk more about why you program those, but things that actually slow me down and allow me to, when I go to the gym, I'm so used to like lifting heavy, or if I'm going to the track, I'm so used to trying to run hard or push an interval on the bike, you know, everything, I feel like I grew up in this time where everything had to be so hard. And now when I Harder, look at my day, faster, yeah. ugh, longer, like, yeah. um, and I'm just not in that phase anymore. Now, granted, I'll go to the track tomorrow and I'll try to rip my own face off. But like, but when I go to the gym to do your strength, it is, um, it's almost a little respite. It's almost like a calming of my, uh, you know, I, parasympathetic system. Like I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. Cause I can make a, uh, a mind body connection with the movements. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the, referring to, I refer to them as like accessory work, right? So things there that would go. be outside of compound movements, like you mentioned a deadlift, a squat, a bench press, an overhead press. The reason why we put them in there, to be honest with you, is because those accessory muscles and those other muscles that would be that are being worked indirectly through you doing a compound movement, like a squat, a deadlift and a bench press, they still need a little bit more love than what we give them. So when you basically when you do a bench press, right, you're engaging your tricep, but you're not working your tricep and like your lats are engaged as well. They're not engaged as much as if you were to train them directly. And in order for them to get enough tension, to get enough growth, you would like really, really have to go really heavy on the bench press, which, you know, two things, maybe the chest can't handle that much weight to put that much stressor on those secondary muscles. And then second, you're way more likely to injure yourself because the weight is so heavy. And yes. so if we can, you know, focus on some of those compound movements, get some good growth out of them because they work more of the overall body and then go and isolate more of those other muscles, you'll get better overall growth of lean muscle mass in all those areas without necessarily having to go super heavy and increasing your risk of injury. Um, and you're right, there is more of a, a calming effect to it than going in and trying to remember your darkest moment in your life so you can lift the freaking weight because it's so heavy, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> yes, like I and put on Guns N' Roses or whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, now I can go to the gym on certain days. I mean, I do certainly challenge myself with, with the weights when of I course. can and when it's appropriate yeah. to do so. But uh, there are certain of uh, those accessory movements where I'm like, oh, this is actually relaxing and I can actually just listen to a podcast and take take yeah. my one minute break in between each set. And it's, yeah, it's just a nice, it's a nice change of pace. Uh, I think for somebody whose brain has been on this, uh, endurance overdrive for so long. And, and so that's, I am finding in certain enjoyment from doing that just complete, uh, change of pace for me. Yeah. As we talk about guns and roses and music, you ever <laughs> listen to, uh, I think it's called disturb down with the sickness. Uh, not, I probably not, heard it. I don't uh, know. I probably you, heard you it. You should, you should just be on Spotify or Apple, but okay. there's a part where it just like builds up and the guy just like screams and it's just the most <laughs> like, ah, I need to lift something heavy moment. That's my go-to song when I need to have heavy workouts. Like I just, I have the list there and I just wait for the moment to come and then I time it and then I'll do my lift. So, I love it. Anyways, I was, yeah, yeah, well, this morning I was doing a bike workout on Zwift and I was just doing 30 second like VO2 max intervals. So not long, but, you know, pushing myself. Uh, and I was listening to 90s hip hop. So I was listening to Cypress Hill and all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> I was on Zwift this morning too. I, was, ah, I did a 45 okay. minute bike workout. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know, I, I obviously want to talk about kind of how it's been for you in the program and all the changes that you've seen, but I think you brought up an interesting point that I, I don't get to talk often with, with members because not every member has a background in endurance sports, mm -hmm. right? Like it, it's a, it's a very, it's a very intense lifestyle to train for and to compete in that way. And typically the mindset that comes along with training for that or wanting to do these races is like, yeah more is better, harder, longer, the more volume, the more intensity, like it's more is always going to be better. But the the philosophy that we approach for transformation is like, you know, less is actually better because we just, let's just be efficient, get the job done and use the rest of the time that we, that we have to recover. And so I just want to ask you, like, did you ever have periods in your life where you kind of 
abused the training and you were just like exhausted and you actually needed to take time off before you went back to it? Uh, sadly, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I used to pride myself on, I was like, I love volume. I love volume. Well, like volume led to two hip surgeries about 12 years ago and like a torn labrum in my hip. And then I had another vascular issue that required surgery. And, and I don't, you know, who's to say if that's just the way my body's built or whether those are overuse injuries, I, I don't know, but it's, they, it certainly sidelined me for a couple of years. And, uh, so I, I, yes. Um, so I do think pushing too hard and too far led to some of that breakdown, uh, in my body and, and in my biomechanics. And I remember very vividly at the time saying, God, if I can just, if I could just jog again, like if I could just do a little easy itty bitty jog again, like I will be so grateful. And, you know, knock on, unfortunately I'm on granite, knock on granite that, um, I have, I was able to come back from both of those and, uh, without any residual pain or issues. And so I feel very blessed, uh, cause that doesn't always happen when you're coming back from especially hip surgeries and anything in that yeah. pelvic region. And, um, and, but, but I, but I did come back with a wild sense of gratitude. I just love to be outside as much as possible. And so, yes, it did change, uh, you know, it did lead to some issues for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's a common thing for a lot of endurance athletes and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that to push people away because obviously I really love the sport and I, I, it's the, I don't know for you, but it's the, the racing part that I enjoy. It's not like I'm trying to beat my time or anything this year. My philosophy, the racing has changed. I just did a Spartan race with Ivy, uh, mm-hmm. and just like for the fun of it. Right. I'm like, I'm just going to wait for her. We'll do obstacle. Like, you know, just, just for fun and not for time. And that was my yeah. first race in my life that I've ever done that. And we, <laughs> I got to the race. I wasn't anxious. You know, I didn't have to, like, I wasn't worried about the race and it was more like, it's, you know, it's early in the morning, the sun is rising and it's, you're yes. outdoors, it's fresh air, you're in a mountain somewhere. I was like, oh, that's the part that I miss about racing, right? It's that, that's that the environment that's great. And then once you start, then yeah, if you weren't trying to do for time or just for fun, but yeah, it's that, that morning time for me, that just gets me. I'm like, I want to do more of this. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I vacillate back and forth because uh, I've also like, I love the training part of it. I, even if I didn't have anything on my racing calendar, I would still swim, bike and run, uh, multiple times a week. Uh, and because yeah. I, I love, I like the way that the variety that the swim, biking and running and now strength and yoga, which, which, uh, my husband and I also do, but like, I, I like the way that the variety of exercises and training, like makes me feel like a quote unquote, complete athlete. So I'm not just running seven days a week, breaking my body down. I'm not just on the bike where you're getting, you know, you're in one position, (laughs) you know, and, and it's usually crouched over. Uh, uh, and that's where I think a lot of some hip issues came from, but I like the, the swimming aspect. I'm not a great swimmer. You're a great swimmer. I'm a mid pack, like at, at best, I will come out yeah. mid pack. I get um, out of there. I don't want to be uh, with you guys. It's, it's too much hitting I, and that happening in there. 
I'm in the washing machine from start to finish. There's no question. Yeah. I can swim seven days a week maximum for two hours at a time. And like, and I don't trust me. And like, I yeah. will never progress on my swimming. It's just like, I miss something in the mechanics that just keeps me right at that, like mid pack well, level. Hey, and I'm okay to be with frank, that. <laughs> God, God blessed me with massive hands and feet. Like I literally have permanent paddles on me. So that's the only reason I'm fast is because I have these. <laughs> Okay, because I'm like five one on a tall day, and uh, you know, tiny hands, tiny wrists. Uh, that's what I'm gonna use. That's my excuse from now on. But in any event, yeah, like, yeah I I like the the fact that the variety of the training gives me something to look forward to every day too. Because I know like today was a bike day, and tomorrow's another run day, and strength day, and and so I actually like to mix it up a little bit. Um, and but the race day, I have, uh, you know, I, I, I go back and forth. Like I never wake up on race day, not with some certain sense of like fight or flight. Like I think yeah. we all do. Like I wake, especially when you've got a long day ahead of you on those half Ironmans and those full Ironmans. I've done seven full Ironmans and you wake up at three in the morning and you're choking down a bagel and you're choking down your food. And you're like, yeah. in your brain, you're like, I am not going to be done until seven, tonight. eight, nine yeah. o'clock tonight. Like, I'm going to get yeah. in the water at 7 a.m. and I can't stop. <laughs> and like yeah. that, that is, that's a heavy load on race day. But the second, the second that gun goes off and you start swimming and you just settle in, then you're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But oh yeah, I wake up on race morning. I don't care how beautiful it is. Like I wake up going, oh, I'd rather just be in bed right now. Please let me just yeah. stay in bed. But no, not, it's not my DNA. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the training for triathlon. It is me. I like the athletic feel of the body. You know, when you have stamina and you like, you're able to push and able to run. Like I like that feeling of tightness and athleticism versus like being big and bulky. Yeah. And I was telling yeah. Ivy, I'm like, man, if there's a zombie apocalypse, those bodybuilders are screwed. We can outrun them. We can outswim <laughs> them. We can outbike them. I'm like, we're going to survive. And, so true. Um, and I was telling Ivy, I was like, oh, we're, we were trying to, to do a marathon at the end of the year. And I was like, man, I don't need to be able to run a marathon. All right. I was like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, like I have to wait for you. So what's the point of me being this fast? Like I still got to carry you. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're so screwed. <laughs> So I'm like, you need to make sure that you're able to run so we can keep up with each other. Yes. Make her do the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, for all of those things. And, and, and I, I will say too, to circle back, that is another reason why I wanted to, to work with fit vegan, um, or any, you know, at, at the time it was any structured strength program, but I, I like the fit vegan just because of all the things that I mentioned before, but I also just, I needed, I hate, I hate this because it's, it's giving, it's taking ownership away from me, but like, I just like to be told what to do on the strength end of it. Um, yeah. and that is a program that I, I just knew I couldn't put together myself properly in order to still allow me to swim, bike, run. Um, so yeah. that's another thing. It was like, it, it. It, knowing yeah. that I could talk to you or Sarah, coach Sarah, and just sort of talk through like, here's my, here's my training schedule. Like, where can I fit my strength in? And yeah. we've made it work. 
Yeah. Well, let me reframe that for you. I don't think it's taking power away from you. I think it's just here. Here's how I say it's just you being smart, right? Like at the end of the day, every time I have a goal and I don't necessarily have the, the, the right tools or knowledge or skills to kind of get that goal, I'm going to go hire someone that has the answer. And then that way I don't have to make mistakes. I don't have to figure anything out. They just tell me and I learn through doing it the right way the first time. Right. I'm not a fan of like trial and error for like five years. And then I could have just hired someone that did it for me in like a few months, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it seems like a yeah. waste of time. There's, I'd rather spend my time with Ivy. I'd rather go on vacation with that additional time, right? I'd rather do other right. things. So it's just a yes. smart move on your side. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. I just, I, I, when I used to coach athletes, they would just say, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And, and I, yeah. I, I don't like that. I mean, I, I understand the sentiment behind it. Cause I feel that way, but like, I just like, I want athletes like myself and anyone that I would work with. I want them to feel empowered, not just yeah. to be told what to do. Like I want them to understand why they're doing it. I want them to feel empowered to ask questions, to even make revisions yeah. if you have to. Like there have been, I have had to make revisions on my strength training schedule. No doubt. Like the way it's written doesn't always work out perfectly. Like life isn't a spreadsheet. And so yeah. shoot, I couldn't get to the gym on Monday. Well, let me start shifting things around. Um, and it's great to have the autonomy and to to, to do that and to feel empowered to, to know what to do in that situation. Yeah. Well, so let's dive into, into your journey. Like how has it been for you for the past few months and what kind of results have you noticed for yourself? Um, great question. So we, you know, we're now into, we're about to kick off February is where we're at right now. And I basically December one for all intents and purposes was sort of my first month. Um, I think yeah. I got onboarded at the, like after Thanksgiving or right around Thanksgiving. And so I didn't really start the programming until December one. So two, uh, only two months in at this point. Um, and, um, I will say like, I think I'm still trying to figure it all out. So I definitely, definitely am feeling stronger in my body. I'm definitely feeling more durable in my body. Um, there are times where if I am doing like, I don't know, a lat pull down or something and I'm happen to wear, be wearing a tank. If I, if I catch myself in the mirror, I'm like, damn, nice. You know, like I, yeah, I see, look at these muscles. <laughs> I see, yes, I see some aesthetic changes there. However, yeah. when I, when I take my photographs, which I've only done like three times, like I don't, I don't, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Cause one of the things that just for people who might be listening and thinking about it, you know, one of the things that, that you I'll say require, but I, I don't, you probably don't require it, but it's very important is to take regular photographs of yourself. And, um, yeah. that's torture. That's torture for anyone really. Um, because I, I've done it now three times where you take a front a side and a back view and yeah. I haven't, like when I look at the photos, like I'm not noticing any changes like in the photographs per se, but you know, I'm also not paying attention to lighting. I'm also not, you know, there's a lot of things. I looked at but, them before yeah. we started. Yeah. You, yeah. You see some photo from your front and your side one on them. Okay. So yeah. it, the reason why we do them, and again, just for people listening, like we don't use publicly people's photo unless they give us permission mm -hmm. to right? right so right. 
like right. we wouldn't use your photos if you, you wouldn't want to. But from a coach standpoint is let's just say the scale doesn't move for two weeks, right. but then we can look at your photos and we can see that there's a clear shift in body composition. Then like we know that we don't need to cut more food, right? Like your body is clearly changing. You're putting muscle and losing fat at the same rate ultimately. Yes. Um, yes. But the other part is you see yourself every day. And so right. once you get into like month three and month four, that's when you kind of notice like bigger visual changes on the photos. And you're like, damn, this is what I look like before. Um, <laughs> so you, you kind of appreciate having the before photos once you get to yes. the end. In between, you're like, ah, maybe, maybe something there, maybe something there. But yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and it's hard because we're all self-critical and and uh, I, I, like it's just tough again coming from a background where i was overweight and i got made fun of a lot as a kid and a teenager to even just stand in a sports bra and shorts is uh intimidating for me and i know it shouldn't be um but it but it is and so i think that's actually it is for me too sometimes so i i, I get it yeah yeah and and i actually so I'll, I'll frame it up in a positive way in that like if it's something that people are dreading um it's just, it's one more hard thing that we have to do. And I think every time I now, as I'm getting, cause I'm getting ready to take another round of photos. Um, I, now I'm like, this is, I, this is part of the deal. It's just, it makes you stronger. Anytime you do something that's hard for you, the more you, yeah. more reps you put in, the easier it becomes. And, yeah. um, and so I think it's actually, uh, inadvertently it's, it's actually part of the, the self-esteem building part of the program. Um, so, I will say that, yes, like the way your programming works for people, um, at least the way mine is working, I'm sure that this is similar to everyone. We're, you're, we're essentially on the same program for like a month, for, for about four weeks. And, yeah, long enough and, to see some changes, yeah. Yes, and so you do, um, and the way mine is written is like, you've got me in the gym four days a week, and this is these aren't four two-hour days. These are like... 30 to 45 minutes. And if I'm putzing around, yeah, it's an hour, whatever. But like, um, in general, like you're not, you're not in the gym all day long. And so two, like two of those sessions per week are generally like an upper body focus. And then the other two are generally a lower body focus. And so, right. You know, the way mine is written, it's like Monday is lower body, Tuesday's upper body. Wednesday is a a non-gym day, uh, Thursday's lower body, Friday's upper body, and Saturday and Sunday are like general movement and you're not not necessarily in the gym. So what I like about that is like, I, I still have three days that aren't gym days that I can play around with. And if I do miss a gym day, then I can slot, slot things in and move around, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, move it around. And so, um, and so you do that for four weeks and then the exercises change for the, for the next month. So I am, so I am just now starting my third round of different exercises. Um, yeah. and some of the movements are new to me. A lot of them aren't, um, but, but like a lot of the cable machines are, are new. Yeah. Um, even, uh, you know, d dumbbell bench press, things like that, uh, that might be like an inclined dumbbell bench press. Like some of that's new to me. Um, yeah. and there's the intimidation factor of going to the gym and having to sit next to, you know, Joe 
Joe uh, Meathead next to me who's like grunting and I'm just like, oh, come on, dude, really? Um, yeah. But like once you get over that initial fear, like I actually feel way more empowered now than I did three months ago to go into the weight room of my particular gym and just take up space. Like that's yeah. as a woman in her 50s uh, and as women in general, we have been trained to not take up space in life and to be small uh, in every way, right? Quiet, tiny, yeah. petite, don't be obnoxious, don't be this, don't be that, you know? Um, but it's awesome to walk into a weight room and pull up right out of squat rack or at a machine and just owning that space. And yeah. having this regular program has really helped me with that. So it's funny, yeah. like I, I I came for the 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 body the 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 body composition transformation, but I'm leaving with like some of these intangibles that I didn't really anticipate, which was like that self esteem aspect of like, heck yeah, I belong in the gym. Yeah. Um, do you feel, do you yeah. feel that you having a plan and knowing what you're going to do once you come into the gym and having certainty of like, great. Next, I'm doing this machine. Next, I'm doing this exercise. Do you feel that's helped with your level of comfortability in the gym? Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I think we can all relate to this on cer some certain level of like you go into the gym and whether you're at the, um, at the machines um, or whether you're at a squat rack or whatever, you're just walking around the weight room going, uh, I guess I'll do some bicep curls. Okay. You do like 10 yeah. bicep curls and then you're like, okay, let me go to the hamstring curls. And you don't really know there, there's no structure. And so yeah. to, to have my app on my phone and to hit start on that day's workout and you're keeping track of every set you do, you're keeping track of how many reps that you do within that set. And when it's appropriate, you're keeping track of how much weight you're using. And what I've enjoyed, and it's just like the gamification, obviously, but like anytime yeah. or any week I go up in weight and something and I mark that, you get like the big thumbs up from the app that's like you lifted you know, 5,000 more pounds this month than you did or whatever, you know, you get these yeah. fun metrics that are like, you increased your weight by 50% and, and that's motivating. It really is motivating. Um, so yeah. yes, I, I've definitely, um, seen the benefits, um, from a, from a weight on the scale perspective, I have been steady. Um, it has been, and, and, and I'm, I say that proudly because we went through Christmas and New Year's <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. and and like everything kind of stayed status quo on that. Um, I'm not generally a big partier. Like I don't go bonkers really ever on stuff. But um, so the, the weight on the scale stayed, has, has remained steady. Um, but that honestly, Max, I'm like, that wasn't really like, my goal, like, yes. Okay. If there's, was more there's strength fat loss, when you came it was in. more strength and like yeah. body composition change and not necessarily like a lot of fat loss. Like if there's fat to lose, great. That's great. But like, I, I didn't come to, you know, I don't, I don't have a ton of like weight quote unquote on the scale yeah. to lose. Um, so it really was. And so if, even if the scale goes up a little bit, I'm like, I can attribute that to just like gaining some strength. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I fluctuate in the same, like 
two to three pounds um, since the beginning. Um, you know, the, the eating aspect of it, which is obviously very important, um, is something yeah, that's a game changer. Yeah. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that too, of just like, um, it's hard to find where, where I have not tracked as well as I should isn't necessarily the protein. Cause I think right now, um, my, my program says any, you know, like around 85 grams of protein is what you want me to get in yeah. a day. And that's actually not as high as I thought you would have me quite honestly, because yeah. everything, you know, everything I'm reading now is like, you know, a gram per pound or two yeah. grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. You, know, yeah. you so, don't need that much. Yeah. I was actually surprised that, yeah, that it was only 85. And so even being on a plant-based diet, uh, I have not had an issue with hitting the the protein requirements of the day. Where I haven't tracked as much um, is my actual caloric intake. Uh, yeah. Because I do so much other training that it's really hard to 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 go into a cut, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and still perform at the other stuff. So I'd love to get your thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah. And, and that's why we like, we do training nutrition differently for everyone, depending on their goal. Right. And so for you, a big part of it was gaining some strength without necessarily losing some performance. Mm -hmm. And so we know that if we are to put you in a drastic calorie deficit, that would drive the scale to go down a lot faster than kind of what's been happening. The performance definitely gets affected, right? Because you have a really high energy output and you wouldn't, the whole concept is to have less energy come in than what you're putting out. But if the goal is to build strength and, and continue and continue to like have good performance and increase performance, we can't really be in that big of a deficit because then we'd be too severely under fueling for the amount of output that we have. And then performance would be affected over time. And so when we're training someone for strength and performance, we're pretty much going to hover around maintenance, maybe a slight deficit, and we'll kind of play with the proportions of the food. But ultimately, the emphasis is like, hey, let's build some lean muscle, let's increase the strength, and let's keep the, the performance up. So basically, what it means is that it does shift your body composition, but just in a slower manner than if we were to do like just pure fat loss, and there is no performance aspect to a pure fat loss, right? Because yeah. if I put someone else in like a three, 400 calorie deficit, for example, and they want to lose 20 pounds, if they're just strength training three, four times a week, and they're working their job, they don't need the extra glycogen to be able like, yeah, I'm, you know, sprinting at work or whatever, but you're doing a lot outside, right? In terms yeah. of additional endurance training. So yeah, that's why the weight loss is basically when you do more of like a maintenance, slight calorie deficit, the, the number of scale won't really budge too much because you're basically losing fat pretty much at the same rate that you're building muscle. So over time, if you lose one pound of fat and you've put on one pound of muscle, then technically the scale won't move. Right. But there is a shift right. in body composition. Right. So, yeah, right. it, it's it's more challenging to do like I, to be honest, it's impossible to go for a really rapid fat loss and keep performance up. Like it, yes. it's a choice that you have to make between the two of them. And so that's why we tell people um, that don't have an endurance background like you that are like, Hey, it would be great after I've lost the weight. 
because now we're able to do the fat loss to the reverse dieting. Now they're eating more food and they're lean. And then it's like, Hey, let's just push your performance. Your body can handle it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if there's, if there was ever a time where, yeah, I was like, if I was to say, you know, Maxim, all right, I'm, I'm not gonna swim, bike, run. I'm not going to do any other aside from like yeah. maybe walking and getting some steps in or easy, like easy zone one kind of stuff. Like, I, yeah. That would probably be the prime time to do the depth, like uh, a, a little yeah, deficit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that, you know, that was not, it, as I stated at the beginning, that wasn't really a massive goal as much as it was just to build some strength, develop a routine that, that I like, that's fun, that's, that I get to change up, that's uh, like dynamic um, yeah. and getting to know the, the equipment in the gym because I am using, you know, tools for the first time. And so, uh, it's, it has so far achieved all of those things. And I do feel yeah. anecdotally, I feel stronger. I have, I, I haven't taken, I haven't like, I haven't done the DEXA scan or anything like that, like to, to really give you measurements or numbers, but, um, perhaps I will here in the next couple of months. Yeah. And you can <laughs> see, to... we can see the weight increase on your exercises on the app as well. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to commend you for taking your photos and doing your, your check-ins and doing the weigh-in. You know, I think that the best, as much as it can be confronting sometimes, I think it's necessary in the way that we'll just kind of use finances as an example. If your goal is to pay off your debt, limit your spending and save money for a house, for example, well, if you don't really look at your bank account, like, how can you have an idea of where you're at? Right. Mm -hmm. And so taking your photos, doing your weigh-ins and, and looking at your body fat, that's you looking at your bank account of like, Hey, are we on track with the game plan that we've set for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Yes. Great. Let's continue. No. Okay. Let's make some adjustments. Right. And so, yeah, it's just, it, it is confronting because sometimes, you know, depending on which season you're at in your life, you look at your bank account, you're like, damn, okay, I wish it was a little bit better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you yeah. know what Whoops. you need to do to make it better, right? Once right. you've seen it. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, it's, I, I've, I've really, um, it, it's, it's been a fun, it's been a fun exploration so far. And like I said, I'm just going into, to month three and, um, and, you know, a lot of it too is just, it's really great for my endurance stuff. Cause some of the stuff that I'm doing right now, this month is like monster walks with a band or like hip abduction yeah. stuff, which is really great accessory work for an endurance athlete. And so, um, so it's not just going in and like doing bicep curls, which are great, which, yeah. which we've done, which I've done, but, but, you know, building in some of that accessory work where you're like, Oh, I know I should be doing this, but ugh, I don't want to. But when I see it on my calendar and I see it on my plan, I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. And I'm all, you always feel better when you're done. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this, like from, from being an endurance athlete and for anyone listening that is considering it as maybe a little bit of more of a beginner, you and I know that the thing that prevents you from like finishing a race faster is never your lungs. It's always your freaking legs. Your legs just give out. Right. And so strength training is so beneficial in terms of helping you go faster and longer and harder and be able to have better time. It's never, it's never your lungs that are going to slow you down from finishing a race, unless you're maybe like sprinting a 400 meter or something, but even right. there, yeah, it was still going to be your legs because the lactic acid is going to build up from a, from a sprint. So 
the leg muscles are the priority. So if you train them and you increase your strength like you're doing, it makes your time a lot better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I just, I like being a good example for non plant-based athletes and, and, you know, no, no judgment. I don't judge anyone's moral character, whether they are vegan or oh, not. Oh, I like do. That. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, kidding. yeah. But I mean, but, but if, but if nothing, I like to just, I like to show by, by way of example that, yeah. um, that we can be strong and powerful and that we can perform well and we can recover well. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a sickly looking person, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm going on 16 years now of, of, of living and eating this way. And I just like, my body feels almost as best, almost as good as it ever has. Like I'll say almost just because there's always something, but like, um, uh, you know, and am I as fast? Well, I am faster than I was in my twenties because I wasn't fit in my twenties and I wasn't, you know. I wasn't yeah. doing all this stuff, but like, but to be, to have, to still have the passion for it, I think is important too. And I think uh, our plant-based diet helps with that too, because yes, definitely eating foods that are alive and that bring life um, kind of carries over into a, a, our whole day. Like it really carries over into so much of our health and our life and the way I view the earth. And um, I just, you feel alive when you're eating things that are from the ground and from the earth. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I can't stress that part enough too. And I just try to live by example with regard to that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not in, I think I do activism, but a different way that a lot of people do it. Like you won't see me in the streets doing any of this stuff. I think everyone has their different way of doing it. To me, it's always been just leading by example. And yep. when I realized that that was my way of inspiring and impacting other people, then through coaching you and all the people that we've coached, like you are having an impact in your community. Every member that we coach is having an impact in the community and being that that shining example of what it looks like to be healthy and to be fit on a plant based lifestyle. Yep, exactly. Right? And and I'm with you. Like I I am I'm the same type of activist. I think like. I, Thank God we need them all. We need, we need all types yeah, of people sure. with voices uh, uh, in every area of, of the agenda that we all have to get people to eat more plants and less animals. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I, I want to do it by way of just living my life as authentically as I can and as compassionately. But, but also you know, when I go out with friends, um, I, I like make fun of myself. I'm very self-deprecating when it comes to like eating out with people. Cause I will be like at the restaurants, I'll be the one that's like, okay, if you can help, I'm like the creepy vegan over here. And so if there's a way we can, you know, like, I'm, it, it just like, it takes the armor off of everybody else too. And yeah. And it makes it fun and approachable and yeah. So yeah, well, I, I go both I, ways. I just love it. I, <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. can be funny about it, but I can be super confronting, especially when it's someone that is like smoking, you know, over three hundred pounds, telling me yeah. it's stupid to eat vegan. I'm like, no, I, who runs <laughs> Iron Man's and has a six pack and is you know has all these health benefits? Uh, so I can, depending on who 
pokes the bear basically i can be confronting or i can be really nice about it like i'll joke i'll just be like hey i will have a bowl of fresh cut grass with a side of tree bark please yes and then they always laugh. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No. And, and like, you know, you're, you're, you live your life in the public eye way more than I do. Like, I don't care to be a brand. I don't care to, uh, I've, yeah. I've ha- had that phase in my life. And, and so I, you have to confront a lot of public opinion because you've made yourself sure. a public figure. I'm and so branded, of course you're right? going to get that. Yes. Yes. I have so my fit vegan athlete shirt. I got all that. <laughs> and even, you know, Ivy was funny. We went to the gym the other day and she's wearing like our new fit vegan athlete hat, which you have yep. and a I t-shirt. Wear, yep, and, she, yep. and then I didn't have any fit vegan clothes on me. And she's like, she's like, I'm representing fit vegan way more than you do. I was like, Hey, it's tattooed inside my arm. Even if I don't have clothes, I'm still branded. You know, so like I still just need to flex the bicep and the, yeah, I'm covered. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's so interesting because you'll see me do like shoulder presses or pull-ups at the gym and people will, I can tell with their head, they're doing like this as I'm moving my arm. They're trying really? to read what's inside my arm. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that. So- I love that. It is kind of funny if I'm wearing like a, the Fit Vegan hat. I've had, I've had one person make a comment about it not not in a derogatory way but yeah you know, just more of an inquisitive way which is which i love but yeah so it's yeah. it's i'm really like it it has ignited curiosity in me and i think yeah. that that's important for anyone in their journey of life whether it's a work journey or a fitness journey a relationship journey like as much as you can approach something with just curiosity and 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 if you don't get it right, who cares? You know, like we're all going to mess up. Um, we're all going to miss workouts. We're all, yeah. yeah, we're all going to try to figure out like, you know, if I'm doing a new move for the first time in the weight room, like I don't know what weight I should start at. And so I might spend 10 minutes just trying to figure out like what feels hard or doable. And so I think, but I think some people get intimidated by that or they get frustrated and they're like, ugh. I'm so weak. Um, yeah. You know, I couldn't do any of it and they give up and it's just like, no, just don't give up. You know, I think that's the the big takeaway for me is like, find, keep, keep searching and keep being curious because you will find something that, that you like. I mean, and you will find the programming. Um, and that's one thing too, is like in the monthly calls with Sarah, uh, who's one of your coaches, she's great about listening to, all right, what worked, what worked this past month? What didn't work? What, what would you like to see more of? What would you, you know, so it's, it's not a dictatorship per se, even though you have clear understanding of, of what should be next. Like there, we have, we have empowerment to, to have a two-way conversation about like, Ooh, I'd like to see more of this, or I really enjoyed this. And so, yeah. So just be curious. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm happy you enjoyed the program. And, you know, I I was going to ask you, like, what would be your piece of advice for people that are just starting the program? But I think what you shared is, is great, right? It's kind of just more like trusting kind of how the whole process goes. Yeah. And as I'm finding out by just my own personal experience is just give it time. Cause I, I mean, it's not, like I said, I, I don't see any changes in those photographs. I haven't, I haven't seen any changes on the scale per se. So you could look at those two data points and be like, well, this was 
this isn't working or whatever, but that's not the whole story. The whole story is that I know I'm getting stronger because I can see it and I can, I'm, I'm marking it down every time I lift more weights. Uh, I'm becoming way more confident in that space that women don't generally feel confident in. And I'm, I found something new that I enjoy. And I, and I know that the, the body composition stuff, uh, like I said, sometimes I'll catch myself in the mirror and I'll be like, boom, you know, like I do see it. Uh, yeah. but, um, it, it, and it's, it's only been eight weeks. And as we said, because of all the other stuff that I'm doing, I, I'm still, I wouldn't say that I'm in any kind of like a deficit calorically. If anything, I'm probably in a little overage situation calorically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But You're eating right. well, which is important. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Awesome. Well, Carrie, I, I kind of, well, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you for being authentic and for being open and sharing your story with us. Um, I always like to end on, on words of wisdom. So is there anything that you'd like to kind of share with the audience? Um, it doesn't have to be about health and fitness. Like I know people have lived, have lived different life experiences. I'm always curious to hear um, what would come out. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to borrow something that I actually just heard yesterday. Uh, well, two things. One, we like to say at plant strong, which is, I do work with rip now and, one of the things that we like to say is you are worth the work. Um, and, and that's especially meant for people who are really struggling to transition to a whole food plant-based diet. And they, there's a lot of blockages there that we all come to the table with, but like you are worth the work. And I would say that in this context of starting a strength program. Um, and then the other thing that I heard yesterday was a quote by an actress who just won a primetime Emmy and she, her acceptance speech was, um, she was talking about how she has, uh, you know, as an actor, she needs to have self-esteem because it's not like, you're the one that got you here. Like mm -hmm. I'm the one that reached out to you. I'm the one that did the schedule, the onboarding call. Like I, that is self-esteem to me. We don't call it other steam. We don't call it. Yeah. It belongs to somebody else's steam. It's self-esteem. And it's because no one can do the work except for you. And yeah. so I would just say, if you're on the fence, do the next step because that will get that. Just those little things will give you self-esteem. Beautiful. Great, great words to end on. So Kara, I say a big thank you for jumping on the show. For everyone listening, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to share it with someone that would benefit from it. If you're watching on YouTube and you have any questions, you can ask them in the comment section below. And if you're on podcasts, just head over to Instagram or Facebook and be happy to answer those for you. Harry, thank you for jumping on and uh, we'll see everyone in the next episode. Bye. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.